The following episode is brought to you by FFB Cast. Stay tuned for your very own custom podcast and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. You are listening to the Dub Fantasy Football Podcast brought to you by FFBcast. I am your host, Joseph Hoppy, and today we are recording the draft recap episode where we will be briefly reviewing your league settings and then we'd go over any recent transactions or trades, which there doesn't appear to be any recent activity in this league, so we'll move on to the pick-by-pick draft recap analysis followed by the individual team overviews. So stay tuned, don't go anywhere, you don't want to miss this. Alright, let's take a look here at the league settings for the Dub Fantasy Football League, and we will make this very brief. It is a 12-team league, half-point PPR, and it appears that you guys did your draft live. It says that it was done offline here. Um, That is my favorite type of draft um they're always convenient to do online but offline is the greatest getting everyone together um having a good time and uh they always tend to go a little bit differently than they do online um so congratulations to you guys for all getting together and doing this i hope you had a good time in doing so the roster size is 15 teams or 15 players excuse me with um nine starters we're talking about a quarterback Two running backs, two receivers, a tight end flex, um, a kicker in defense, which is almost your very standard um, basic typical league nowadays, um, especially being half point per reception. Um, standard in PPR um, are the typical uh, scoring settings, and we are kind of splitting the difference here with the half point per reception, which is personally my favorite as well. Um, so we have... Six bench spots in IR, and that'll cover basically everything that we're going to talk about as far as the league as you guys all playing it, and you know, or at least should know, um, especially prior to drafting, what your scoring is. So um, let's skip over that and get right into your draft recap, which I can already tell is going to be an interesting draft to talk about, um, starting with the number one overall pick. In Alvin Kamara. Um, Alvin Kamara, personally my favorite as well. I would take him um, number one overall. Last year, Alvin Kamara rushes the ball 194 times for 883 yards. Um, He does get 14 rushing touchdowns. This is a good Saints offense. Um, No doubt about it, Alvin Kamara is a top running back going into 2019. Now, the second overall pick by Juju Know What I'm Saying and I kind of do know what he is saying here, Delvin Cook. Delvin Cook, I believe, is a candidate to put up um, a ton of all-purpose yards. I mean, Delvin Cook is going to be what I believe a workhorse. I'm not believing in the Alexander Madison hype. Delvin Cook is um, going to be the funnel that that offense runs through. Um, I have not seen him go second overall. This is very bold, and um, I I kind of like it. I mean, if you're drafting at number two, you have to take him right here um, if you really want him because he's probably not coming back to you. He's most likely not coming back to you. So number three overall is James Conner. Now, this one is also a little shocking. Um, I'm not uh, so in favor of this one. But team, your tight end, my fourth and long, takes James Conner third overall. So... We're at pick number four, and still Saquon Barkley is not off the board, nor does he come off the board because Team Gordito Thor takes Le'Veon Bell at number four. Saquon Barkley finally coming off the board, number five, to Wrath of Saquon. Um, I guess that's an appropriate team name here. Quite the steal. Um, I think Saquon is definitely um, a lock as a top running back as well. Put him up there with Alvin Kamara. Him, Kamara, um, and this next guy, Ezekiel Elliott. They are my top three running backs. Ezekiel Elliott going six overall to Vodka Sauda. Now, Ezekiel Elliott, 
getting 1,434 rush yards last season, only six rushing touchdowns, so some positive touchdown regression um, should occur here. Um, he now signs that deal that happened today as we are recording this, $90 million, the highest paid running back, um, the... I believe only running back or player to eclipse a hundred million was it? Uh, something I saw. I might have read it on NFL.com today. Um, as a Cowboys player in franchise history, uh, most likely the running back position. I'm pretty sure their court their quarterbacks have earned more than that. Um, so anyway, Ezekiel Elliott six overall. Um, good 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 pick right there. Number seven, another controversial pick here, Nick Chubb. But I mean, I you gotta get him there if if you like him. So Christian McCaffrey does not come off the board until number eight to New England. Cam Crowder, uh, <laughs> quite the name there. Uh, I like that one. And number nine overall, Todd Gurley. Definitely not scared of the knee issue here to team roll of the guys and. 10 we have our first wide receiver off the board in Devonte adams team hot chub time machine takes Devonte adams um over hopkins over michael thomas uh i'm okay with that i'm okay with that i'm okay with interchanging all three of those i've actually taken michael thomas as the first um wide receiver in a full PPR league, so those top three are all interchangeable to me. Um, 11 is David Johnson to Team Kittlecorn. And 12, wrapping up the first round, our second receiver, DeAndre Hopkins to Team Life is What You Drake It. So that wraps up the first round here. Let's go into the second round. And the first pick of the second round, which is a steal, um... Julio Jones, life is what you drake it, starting off with Hopkins and Julio Jones, just um, quite a dynamic duo, um, starting receivers, and then the second pick in the second round is Odell Beckham Jr. to Kittlecorn, so he pairs Odell Beckham with David Johnson, um, that is also a great combination there. <laughs> Quite having quite a lot of strength yet in it. Um, let's see how these teams fare out as they come back around in rounds three and four. Now the third pick in round two is Michael Thomas going to Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine um, going receiver, receiver in this one with Devonta Adams and Michael Thomas. Can't blame you there. Another receiver um, in the fourth pick of the second round in Tyreek Hill. Roll of the Geis um, pairs him with Todd Gurley. Now, these could be some very, very high-scoring players. Um, I'm a fan of this strategy here. These are very uh, boom-bust type of players. Um, Todd Gurley in his situation, boom-bust. Tyreek Hill on a week-to-week basis, boom-bust, um, and just potential of what he could get into in the off-field. I'm not going to get into all that, though. So as we proceed to the fifth pick of the second round, New England Cam Crowder takes the first tight end off of the board in Travis Kelsey, rightly so. Um, Travis Kelsey is just in a tier alone, in my opinion, um, at that tight end position, and he is a difference maker. So get him on your squad, and you have a weekly advantage against your opponent. So never a bad pick there in the second round. Um, with the sixth pick of the second round, Subpoena Butter Jelly Time takes Devonta Freeman and pairs him with Nick Chubb going running back, running back in the first two rounds. So peanut butter jelly time solidifies that running back position. We'll keep a close eye on them and see how this team shapes out. Um, the only team so far going running back, running back. Now let's move on to pick number seven in the second round, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown on a new offense we know uh, maybe will not receive 168 targets like he did. Um, possibly a candidate to go over 100 receptions. I'm not sure about that, but 
15 touchdowns seems um, to be a likely regression. So this is why um, he goes in the second round, I guess, rightly so, um, fairly valued. think Derek Carr is not the worst quarterback, so we should be able to get him the ball. Antonio Brown, um, a fair pick here. Going to Vodka Sauda, now the eighth pick in the second round, Aaron Jones. We have a believer here to Wrath of Saquon. So Wrath of Saquon, another team uh, to go running back, running back, and um, his running back being Aaron Jones, his second in the second round. So we'll see how that team shapes up as well. Um, Joe Mixon to Gordito Thor, pairing him with Le'Veon Bell, the third team in a row to go running back, running back. So... We have Team Zigging and Team Zagging, and the 10th overall pick, we have Amari Cooper um, to your tight end, my fourth and long. He pairs Amari Cooper with James Conner. The 11th pick, another wide receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster uh, to appropriately Team Juju Know What I'm Saying. Juju Smith-Schuster going to be the centerpiece of that offense. Juju receives 100 and, um, excuse me, he received 166 targets last season uh, with 111 receptions, 1,400 yards, um, over 1,400 yards. So if he has any increase in production, Juju is going to be a fine wide receiver uh, one right here. So the last pick of the second round, Keenan Allen, two with arms wide Rosen. Um, I hope that is not um, a preview to your team name, so to speak, is not a preview uh, to your starting quarterback. We proceed to the third round and we'll find out, um, hopefully that to be false, with Mike Evans one of my favorite third round picks overall uh two arms with uh with arms wide rosen excuse me i've got to get myself together here and uh hold my composure now the second round pick <laughs> the second pick in the third round is julian edelman to juju know what i'm saying um i do know what you're saying um pairing juju Edelman and Delvin Cook, uh, that Delvin Cook second overall controversial pick there. With the third pick in the third round, Stefan Diggs comes off the board to your tight end, my fourth and long. And then with the fourth pick, Carrion Johnson, whose value has been rising, um, comes off the board in the third round. Um, but appropriately so to Gordito Thor. Now moving on to the fifth pick, Adam Thielen, which takes both Vikings wide receivers off the board within the middle of the third round, um, which means that they would basically have to both perform as wide receiver, what, 15s? No, 14. There's been 14 receivers off of the board so far. So both Diggs and Thielen, top 14 receivers with Delvin Cook, um, all-purpose yards going number two off of the board um, or overall. Yeah, not too sure about that. Vikings, uh, what, are they going to win a Super Bowl this year? I don't know. It's possible, but uh, I wouldn't say they do it uh, with – a record scoring offense. Um, so we have our first quarterback going off of the board in the third round with the sixth pick, Patrick Mahomes to Vodka Sauda. Vodka Sauda has now Patrick Holmes, Antonio Brown, and Ezekiel Elliott uh, mixing it up with the positional groups there. Um, so probably going to be a very level team, one that can compete. Let's move on here to some peanut butter jelly time who takes Deshaun Watson, a very bold pick. Um, I love how this league here is making statements um, in these picks here. Um, I, I love it. I have Deshaun Watson as my quarterback too overall as well, so uh, I'm not going to 
I mean, if I did argue against this one, I guess it would be just the value and uh, the depth at the position to wait. But uh, with the recent moves that uh, Houston has made, I mean, he could be right up there with Patrick Mahomes. These could be very fine picks. Um, Number eight, pick number eight in the third round, Leonard Fournette going to New England Clam Crowder. New England Clam Crowder, the team that took Travis Kelsey, now has Fournette. Um, Kelsey and McCaffrey. So we're going to be seeing who is their wide receiver one, um, possibly in the fourth round here. Pick number nine in the third round, Marlon Mack, roll of the dice. Not scared, um, not scared off of the Indianapolis offense. And pick number 10, Derrick Henry to Hot Chub Time Machine. 11 is George Kittle, our second tight end to Kittle Corn, and we also have Zach Ertz coming off the board at the end of the third round. Um, I like both of these picks. To life is what you drake it. Um, so the second and third tight ends at the end of the third round, and then to open the fourth round, we have Josh Jacobs. Life is what you drake it, taking Jacobs and Ertz um, on the bend here, and then Brandon Cooks to Kittle Corn. Damian Williams in the fourth round to Hot Chub Time Machine. Now, I've had this same pick here with Damian Williams in the fourth round in multiple leagues. I'm actually both of them being hometown live draft leagues, and I don't know how to feel about it after the LaShawn McCoy signing. Um, At least we're not taking him in the second round where his ADP was uh, maybe a a month or two ago. So um, that uh, lessens the burn. But, yeah, uh, hopefully that works out. Hopefully McCoy uh, doesn't, so to speak, as a Chiefs running back. But moving on here, Cooper Cup to roll of the dice. And then Sony Michelle with the fifth pick, um, New England Cam Crowder. Um, So that team shaping up uh, with multiple running backs. Um, This is going to be an interesting team here with Kelsey and three running backs. So um, two running backs and one in your flex, obviously, um, and decided to punt on receivers. Um, so I'd be interested to see how this uh, how this team shapes up throughout the season and as the league progresses. Now with the seventh pick, Robert Woods um, in the fourth round to Vodka Sauda and then Philip Lindsay. Uh, followed by T.Y. Hilton, the ninth pick, not scared off um, by the luck news, to Gordito Thor, uh, Mike Williams in the fourth round, Chris Carson, and then O.J. Howard to wrap it up. O.J. Howard makes it into the fourth round um, ahead of even um, Evan Ingram. So we'll see where Evan Ingram goes. Um, O.J. Howard making it into the fourth round, wrapping up the fourth round. Now let's move on to the fifth. You're listening to an FFB Cast podcast. For more custom content, visit us online at ffbcast.com. It is not Evan Ingram who goes after O.J. Howard at the end of the fourth round, but it is Mark Ingram um, with the first pick in the fifth round to with arms wide Rosen. Now, the second pick, Sammy Watkins, um, a gamble there in the fifth round, tied to a great offense, though, so lots of potential. And Tariq Cohen last year finishes as a top 12 running back. So Tariq Cohen, the third pick, and with the fourth pick, Elshon Jeffrey to Gordito Thor. Um, Kenny Galladay going as the fifth pick to Wrath of Saquon, followed by Tevin Coleman to Vodka Sauda, and then DJ Moore. Um, The seventh pick, or excuse me, the eighth pick in the fifth round, Calvin Ridley to New England, Cam Crowder. Um, And we have Darius Geis coming off the board to, of course, team roll of the Geis. And our first, or excuse me, our third quarterback off the board, Um, our first quarterback in the fifth round, Aaron Rodgers, hot chub time machine, um, takes Aaron Rodgers uh, 
alone, kind of in my opinion, alone in that second tier um, with the luck retire- retirement and um, Mahomes and Watson being in that first tier. So we'll see how Aaron Rodgers performs this year. Um, new head coach, new offense. Um, I'm sure he'll be just fine, especially in the fifth round. You m- may be getting some value there. So David Montgomery, rookie running back uh, for the Chicago Bears, goes to Kittlecorn uh, with the 11th pick in the fifth round. And then the last pick, life is what you drake it, takes Kenyon Drake. So the sixth round begins with Matt Ryan. Uh, Matt Ryan consistently being a top-scoring fantasy uh, quarterback. Um, he's been one of my favorite, not targets, but he's fallen to me in so many drafts. Um, a sixth-round pick here, uh, fair value for Matt Ryan. Um, I just hate to see him go just only a few picks after Aaron Rodgers um, because I think Rodgers is going to outproduce Matt Ryan. But um, like I said, fair value. So the second pick uh, in round six, we have Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson goes to Team Kittlecorn. And then finally, of course, Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram being uh, boldly predicted by few out there. Um, to finish as uh, top one or two tight end this year. Um, Giants saying that he's going to be heavily featured, especially week one here. Um, No Golden Tate. Golden Tate being suspended. So the fourth pick of the sixth round, another gamble here, um, but one that could have some value in it, Josh Gordon. Roll of the dice takes Josh Gordon. Um, We'll see uh, what his workload is in week one. Hopefully you don't have to start him. We'll see... uh, how these, how these picks shape up here and uh, what your flexes and wide receivers could be. But Josh Gordon, I mean, tied to a great offense. Tom Brady needs a guy like him. Uh, Julian Edelman, it should open up things for Edelman and also give Gordon the uh, uh, lack of attention, so to speak, or for lack of a better term, um, that he uh, kind of needs at this point in his career to thrive or actually to be successful at all on the football field as long as he can stay on the football field. So controversial pick, um, not uh, not in the value, but just a controversial player, I should say. Moving on, Jarvis Landry here is the fifth pick of the sixth round to New England, Clan- New England Cam Crowder. Um, tongue twister there. In uh, the sixth pick is Jared Cook. Uh, I, I like Jared Cook. I'm on board here. Jared Cook uh, with Drew Brees. Um, they said they busted out some plays from the old Jimmy Graham playbook uh, for Jared Cook, so I'm excited to see what he can do in this uh, New Orleans offense that is kind of lacking uh, You know, a playmaker behind Michael Thomas. I'm not sure Traquan Smith is that guy. At least he wasn't last year. Uh, maybe he steps up this year, but you know we'll see. The seventh pick in the sixth round, Austin Hooper. I'm I'm not I'm not real high on Austin Hooper. There, Hooper there, um, especially taking tight end this early, unless it's a standout guy. Um, but you know, to each his own. AJ Green, our next pick here. I like it. AJ Green probably gonna miss three weeks. Um, Wrath of Saquon taking a gamble here and getting a potentially top sixteen wide receiver um, overall um, in the sixth round. So AJ Green, in my opinion, a steal here. With the ninth pick, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett predicted to finish uh, as a top twelve by by some analysts out there. Gordito Thor uh, gets a nice boomer bust type of player here with Tyler Lockett. Uh, Maybe Tyler Lockett's floor rises a bit this year with um, the increase or expected increase in targets. Um, And with the 10th pick here, Sterling Shepard, another guy expected to see an increase in targets. Um, So he should have a decent floor. Um, We know Golden Tate is suspended, as we mentioned when talking about Evan Ingram. Sterling Shepard, um, a f- decent floor play. So at the end of round six with our 11th and 12th pick, we have Hunter Henry and Tyler Boyd. Um, Hunter Henry, a comeback player, and Tyler Boyd, 
Um, we just talked about AJ Green being out a couple weeks, uh, and he did perform. He actually performed better when AJ Green was back. So, a few games without AJ Green should get him uh, bumping targets, and then uh, when AJ Green comes back, he should uh, maybe see some lesser coverage there. So, um, you know, whichever side you want to take, um, you can take that and argue it. I'm not going to argue against it because um, they're both crutch arguments, anyways. Round seven. We have with the first pick Latavius Murray, uh, with war- with arms wide open, Banks um, on Alvin Kamara's backup in that great Saints offense. Sean Payton doing his thing over there. Round seven, pick two is Carson Wentz. Did you, did you know what I'm saying? Carson Wentz, an MVP candidate, um, and with the third pick in the seventh round. Um, sort of controversial pick here, Deion Lewis, but uh, we we don't, do we, or do we not have an update on Derrick Henry? He's supposed to start, um, and I guess that's the expectation. That's the expectation that Derrick Henry is going to be fine for week one. Okay, so with the fourth pick in the seventh round, Christian Kirk goes. Christian Kirk, an explosive player on the uprise in Arizona there um, with Kyler Murray and that uh, that new dynamic offense that everyone is expecting and is already uh, assuming is going to be great. Um, I personally would rather have Larry Fitzgerald, but Christian Kirk um, goes with the fourth pick. And with the fifth pick, we have Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield um, coming off kind of late um, in this draft. Usually he's about a fifth um maybe early sixth round pick um, in most drafts. So maybe some value there. Not a lot of Browns believers here. Um, Everybody's jumped on ship. Now maybe it's time to start jumping off. But um, I think they'll be all right. I'm not uh, putting them in the Super Bowl, though, just yet. So with the sixth pick, James White goes. A decent PPR player, this being half PPR um, fairly priced in the seventh round. Um, I'm okay with this pick. Vodka Sauda getting some value there. And then Will Fuller, a big boomer bus player to subpoena butter jelly time. Drew Brees follows. And D.D. Westbrook um, called the best route runner um, ahead of Stefan Diggs by, uh, who was it, their coach? God, I'm blanking right now. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, that news came out. D.D. Westbrook now ADP rising. You could have gotten him in the double-digit rounds previously. Um, so hopefully that pays off for you. And Melvin Gordon going so late. I forgot about him. Wow. Hot chub time machine is, you know, come week 10, your team's going to be stacked. Um, Melvin Gordon going in the seventh round, the back of the seventh round, right just before Miles Sanders to Kittlecorn. Um, and then wrapping it up with uh, Austin Eckler. So maybe that uh, Melvin Gordon pick, hey, woke everybody up, and uh, then life is what you drake it, uh, scooped Austin Eckler, followed by Adrian Peterson to begin the eighth round, and then Lamar Miller. Um, taken by Kittlecorn there, Lamar Miller. Unfortunately, uh, we have the news now. So, uh, yeah, sorry about that one there. Peyton Barber goes. Peyton Barber assuming to be the um, starter week one over Ronald Jones. Um, so got yourself a starting running back in round eight there. And then Emmanuel Sanders, who now looks amazing after the torn Achilles. Curtis Samuel goes in round eight, which is now being considered a value um, as of September. So New England, Cam Crowder, pat yourself on the back for that one there. And then Devin Funches and Larry Fitzgerald follow. Um, With the eighth pick of the eighth round, we have a tight end here, Vance McDonald. I'm a fan of Vance McDonald here. A lot of vacated targets Um, With Antonio Brown gone, Um, like we said earlier, Antonio Brown had 168 targets, now no longer there. Um, That's going to get spread around, of course. Maybe Juju gets some, Vance McDonald's is going to get his, and I think uh, with Jesse James being gone as well, that Vance McDonald is going to be a, uh, a sleeper tight end, basically could finish as a top four or five tight end. 
Um, Royce Freeman is the ninth pick of the ninth or ninth pick of the eighth round, excuse me, to Gordito Thor. Um, he should take on a or is expected to take on um, a increase in workload this season. And Matt Breida, who now finds himself um, atop the depth chart um, beginning week one, um, the depth chart, of course, put together by not the head coach himself, but people in the building connected to the organization. So take from that what you may. Um, Matt Breida is ahead of Tevin Coleman, though, as as we speak. Um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I myself am a Green Bay fan, so Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I think he's going to blow up. Um, I have his jersey in the mail on the way right now. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling um, is starting as the two opposite uh, Geronimo Allison, and he's connected to this Green Bay offense. Rodgers has basically been... Uh, praising him so much it's an obvious apology for basically boycotting him from the offense last season so watch this connection here I actually went to a couple Packers practices and then uh Marcus Velda Scantling he caught my attention creating some separation in the red zone there so uh keep an eye on him and with the second or the 12th pick in the eighth round wrapping it up Marvin Jones the second receiver assumed Assumedly in the um, Detroit offense, uh, Kenny Galladay, the one, and Marvin Jones, the two, even though he's just two seasons removed from um, a top 12 finish at wide receiver. So with the first pick in the ninth round, the other Packers receiver, Geronimo Allison, with arms wide, Rosen takes Geronimo Allison. I think that's a good bet um, late in these rounds or these mid-rounds here. Um, to get these Packers secondary guys, and once we find out who is who, or they may have, you know, separate value on a week-to-week basis, you know, it may be hit or miss on who to start. With the second pick in the ninth round, we have Rashad Penny. To Juju know what I'm saying, Rashad Penny, um, possibly going to see an uptick in receptions with Mike Davis gone, and with the third pick, Kiki QT, to your tight end, my fourth and long. Now, David Njoku, Cleveland tight end, a lot of miles of feet in that in that, uh, in that that crutch argument <laughs> in that offense to Gordito Thor um, with the fourth pick and with the fifth pick, Robbie Anderson, um, Naheen Himes going right behind him, followed by Marquise Goodwin. So, uh, um, so peanut butter jelly time, not sleeping on Marquise Goodwin like everyone else is. So congratulations to you, fellow. He is a starter, probably a top Dante Pettis. Um, Golden Tate going with the eighth pick, and then LaShawn McCoy, who we now know is a Kansas City Chiefs running back, um, with Damian Williams, uh, followed by James Washington as the tenth pick in the ninth round. Uh, Russell Wilson goes to Kittlecorn, and then Corey Davis, followed by the first pick, uh, the first defense in the tenth round, the Bears defense, of course. You know, it's really hard to say that year-to-year defenses are predictable because the number one defense is never the number one defense, but it's a 10th-round pick. So, hey, I mean, obviously that Bears defense is good. So if you want to go for it, go for it. Now with the second pick, we have Darrell Henderson. Darrell Henderson, uh, the pass catcher basically, or the third down back, he's, he's supposed to take on that role, Rams rookie. Uh, running back to Kittlecorn, not a bad bet there in case uh, Gurley goes down or has uh, inflammation or flare-up with his knee. Um, he should take on a larger role. And then Andrew Luck here in round 10. Um, yeah, I wish I knew more about this pick. Hot chub time machine, sorry there. Delaney Walker, the fourth Oh, this might have been when he did it. Oh, I'm so sorry, you guys. I wish I knew when. Uh, I wish I had more information here so I could uh, break that that one down. That's an interesting pick there in the 10th round. Um, so with the fourth pick in the 10th round, Delaney Walker, Tennessee tight end. Uh, uh, shameless pick, basically. Roll of the guys, sorry. Um, fifth pick is Cam Newton. I'm a fan of this one here. Cam Newton should be in tip-top form. 
Um, I'm not worried about this recent foot injury. New England, Cam Crowder. Um, you got yourself a good quarterback there. Now, Carolina has recently cut Cameron Artis Payne, the next guy drafted, um, to buy subpoena butter jelly time. Subpoena butter jelly time, um, the same team. Um, not the same team that drafted Christian McCaffrey, so I don't know what you're doing there. Um, but the following pick is Jared Goff, tied to a great offense. Vodka Sauda, can't go wrong there with Jared Goff. And then Dante Pettis, who I recently said, uh, running behind Marquise Goodwin. And our rookie sensation, Kyler Murray, uh, of the Arizona Cardinals quarterback, going to Gordito Thor with the ninth pick in the 10th round. And then Tom Brady, the 10th pick in the 10th round. Tom Brady going so late this year. Um, great value. Tom Brady going to your tight end, my fourth and long. Um, to wrap up the 10th round, Cortland Sutton here. Juju know what I'm saying. You know, with Emmanuel Sanders kind of showing up now, Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, Flacco as the quarterback, you know, Philip Lindsay going to get some targets, just not really sure what this offense is going to look like. Cortland Sutton may be, to me, a number five receiver, so you just got some depth there. And then Justin Jackson, which is a pick that I like a lot more, uh, finishing up in the 10th round, too, with arms wide open. Justin Jackson should see some playing time. We know that now. Um, just how much uh, we have yet to see. I'm guessing Melvin Gordon holds out the entire time, shows up by week 10, I believe, is his date to accrue uh, credibility uh, toward free agency, so that's my assumption there. Um, I think he's he's going to do his best Le'Veon Bell impersonation. So uh, we're going to take a break here, and then we'll get right back to it with round 11. Okay, so I went back and I looked. This is concerning the Andrew Luck pick in the 10th round, and your draft was on the 24th of August, and that was the same exact day that Andrew Luck um, announces retirement. So like I said earlier, I wish I had more um, information on the situation. Um, if you guys were aware of what was going on, blah, blah, blah. Um, or if somebody thought it was a hoax, um, that would be uh, very interesting. But I don't. So um, we're going to move on here and we're going to incorporate the uh, team overviews uh, with the ladder rounds here. Um in this draft recap. So beginning round 11, um, we have Jameis Winston going off of the board. Um, Jameis Winston followed by Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron at two following the luck retirement in round 11. Jimmy Graham and then Jaguars defense. So now we have the defenses coming off of the board. And then Jordan Howard to wrath of Saquon. Um, Howard looking to be the starting running back of Philly. Um, Rams defense and then Dak Prescott, followed by Greg Olson to New England, Cam Crowder. Phillip Rivers goes to Roll of Geis. Um, and then we have Dante Moncrief, the predicted wide receiver two um, of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So hot chub time machine possibly getting a value there in Dante Moncrief. Um, the next pick, the 11th pick in the 11th round, Michael Gallup to Kittlecorn, and then Ben Roethlisberger to uh, Life is What You Drake It. The 12th round, Life is What You Drake It, takes TJ Hawkinson, um, Kittlecorn taking Lamar Jackson, um, the big, um, maybe the biggest boom-bust player um, and most polarizing in the NFL currently and in fantasy football. And then Jalen Samuels back up, running back for Pittsburgh to Hot Chub Time Machine. Um, Broncos D, and then Jamison Crowder, followed by Carlos Hyde, who is now on the Houston Texans. Um, Kyle Rudolph, Minnesota tight end. Not sure about that pick, but Mitchell Trubisky follows Chicago quarterback. Like I said earlier, I'm a Green Bay guy, so I'm not sure about that one either. Um, but maybe that's wishful thinking um, and not... Uh, you know, logic. So, Kalen Balaj follows Miami running back, uh, running behind Kenyon Drake. Vikings D, Bills D, and then Deshaun Jackson goes to with arms wide Rosen. Um, a potential value there. 
with arms wide Rosen then takes Tony Pollard. Back then, couldn't blame you, but we know now Zeke is signed. Jake Kumaro, Coom, goes to Juju, know what I'm saying. And then Jake Kumaro was a standout in a couple of Green Bay practices that I attended, man. I'm telling you, um, he'll be maybe the number four receiver there in Green Bay. Um, Darwin Thompson, who is now possibly droppable um, as a Kansas City running back, goes... Um, as a third pick and then fourth pick in the 13th round, Kenny Stills, followed by Seahawks D, John Brown, Muhammad Sanu, and then Panthers D. And Keel Harry, who is now on IR, goes as the ninth pick in the 13th round. Um, two roll of the guys, so sorry about that one. And then our first kicker, Justin Tucker, um, with the 10th pick in the 13th round. So, uh, yeah, kickers, kickers go last. And... I'm not anti-kicker because there's a lot you can do with the kicker position, and I'm just not sure we have a lot of time to get into that one. Um, but screw it. I'll, I'll throw you guys a nugget here. So the kicker and defense position a lot of people are getting away from, and they're going to flex positions. Now, I'm going to tell you not to do that. Um, and it makes sense because they're saying, oh, well, kicker, you know, there's no logic in it. There's no way to, you know, predict it. Um, touchdowns are scored for less than field goals, but you know, really it's, it's, you know, it's a lesser probability. Um, so in, but instead of arguing against that, sure, just add more depth at the skill positions, but what you can do with the kicker and defense position, like right now, like right now, if you're listening to this the day or the day after that it comes out, we have Green Bay and the Bears. Pick up Jamal Williams if he's out there, you know. Um, stash him on your bench. Drop your kicker. Pick up Jamal Williams, and then you can stash him. Um, if Aaron Jones goes down, um, if you if you want to, to pick up Dexter Williams, um, you know he's third. Well, maybe fourth on their depth chart. I haven't uh, seen the the latest update. You know, shame on me, Green Bay fan. Um, but anyways, you know if Aaron Jones plays and he gets hurt. Now you have Green Bay's starting running back, possibly. You can always pick up a different kicker later. Um, so I like this, the kind of uh, versatility that you have um, as long as you use it strategically. So don't get rid of the positions, or at least don't advocate for getting rid of it, because you can now do this um, and use this when you play fantasy football. Um, but, you know, just add to the depth. I mean, that's, that's uh, you know, that's the uh, the compromise there. Add to the depth at the skill positions. But anyways, you know, I'll get off my rant and I'll move on. Um, finishing the 13th round with the 11th and 12th picks, we have Anthony Miller and our another kicker here, Greg Zerline. Um, and then we're wrapping it up here with the 14th and 15th rounds. I'll go over this one pretty quick. We have Jalen Richard, Harrison Butker, uh, Kareem Hunt, Jake Elliott, a bunch of kickers here that we will not name individually, but Paul Richardson goes in the 15th round, an interesting pick there, Tyrod Taylor gets drafted, um, Cole Beasley goes in the 15th round, um, and then Demarcus Robinson as well, um, otherwise just a bunch of defenses and kickers there, so that wraps it up. Alright, so let's get into the team overviews. First on the board, we have Subpoena Butter Jelly Time. Subpoena Butter Jelly Time has quarterback Deshaun Watson, one of my personal favorite, with Nick Chubb and Devontae Freeman starting at the running back position, Chris Godwin and DJ Moore um, shaping up their wide receiver position, who are pretty good um, overall, but neither of them uh, wide receiver one, so lacking a little bit here. But in the flex spot, they have wide receiver Will Fuller, who is boomer bust um, on the bench. Um, a couple of cut candidates, not much to mention there. Um, Jared Cook at the tight end spot. So uh, come on, Deshaun Watson. Maybe they can he can carry that team. Nick Chubb, uh, at workhorse, at least until Kareem Hunt comes back. Devontae Freeman tied to a good offense there. So um, we'll see what happens with Chris Godwin, too. Maybe he becomes um, a back-end uh, wide receiver one at the best. But... Um, Altogether, not not my favorite team, but not not one of the worst teams. Don't get me wrong here. Uh, moving on to your tight end, uh, my fourth, we have Tom Brady, James Conner, and Matt Breida. Matt Breida, um, obviously now ahead of the depth chart, but he also has Tariq Cohen, 
Um, and in the flex, Mike Williams. But he has Mike Williams in the flex because he has Amari Cooper and Stephon Diggs, probably one of the best wide receiver duos um, in this league. And then a couple non-mentionables as well on the bench. Um, Patrick Mahomes heads Vodka Sauda, probably my favorite team here with Ezekiel Elliott now in it to win it. Um, and then Tevin Coleman as his RB2. Antonio Brown and Robert Woods leading his wide receiver spots. Austin Hooper, um, one of my, you know, not favorite picks from earlier, but James White in his flex. If he would have went a little bit different uh, with the Austin Hooper pick, this would no doubt be my favorite team. It may, you know, it may just be anyways. Larry Fitzgerald on the bench there. John Brown potential and the Browns defense. Um, I like that, especially week one against the Titans. What are you doing there? Get him in, plug and play. So let's move on to the next team which is Juju know what I'm saying Juju know what I'm saying is led by Carson Wentz that Dalvin Cook number two overall pick um, leads his running back spot followed by Chris Carson Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster of course where he gets the team name from and Julian Edelman in the wide receiver slot but in the flex Sammy Watkins Sammy Watkins in a tough uh, matchup against Jacksonville week one but tied to that sweet 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 offense Um, so that's a good boom bust flex play Bill's defense starting week one Hunter Henry um, you know, could be relied on heavily with no Melly, so we'll see what happens. No Mel Gordon. Um, Marcus Velda Scantling on the bench, like I said, I, I, I'm a fan myself earlier. And then Jay Kumaro went hard on the Green Bay uh, wide receivers. Life is what you drake it. Uh, is made up of Matt Ryan and Ben Roethlisberger as the QBs, Josh Jacobs and Austin Eckler starting at running back week one, and DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones, the obvious number one uh, wide receivers in this league. Zach Ertz at the tight end spot. Um, This is a team to like here if Kenyon Drake performs. This might be my number one. Hold on here. Kenyon Drake um, at the flex if he performs. I, I kind of like this team. This is this is a team that I I can get behind here. But moving on to with arms wide Rosen, Jameis Winston, who I believe if Tampa Bay, if you combine Fitzpatrick and Winston's points, because Winston I believe was fourth um, in games that he played, even ones that he was benched um, overall in fantasy points. If you combine him and Fitzpatrick's points, they were the number two uh, quarterback overall last season, uh, just behind Patrick Mahomes. So not a bad quarterback here in Jameis Winston. Alvin Kamara, the number one pick in the draft. Mark Ingram as the RB2, and then wide receivers Keenan Allen and Mike Evans, definitely competitive as any. Um, O.J. Howard at the tight end spot, and then Tyler Boyd, but if you look, we've got Marvin Jones, Geronimo Allison, and then Justin Jackson, who should also be getting some uh, action here while Melvin Gordon is out. So not a bad team at all. I like this team too. Let's uh, move on and see what else we've got here with Gordito Thor. Gordito Thor has Kyler Murray, Le'Veon Bell, and Joe Mixon. Elshon Jeffrey and Tyler Lockett head up the wide receiver group in week one um, with Kerryon Johnson in the flex. So Kerryon Johnson is a great flex. David Njoku at the tight end spot. T.Y. Hilton on the bench. So he will probably find his way into your lineup as we you know move along. Um, you're just kind of overreacting to the luck news. You might have to get... Uh, get T.Y. Hilton in there over Alshon Jeffrey, um, but it's your team, man, make make your moves, you know, decide what you do, so moving on to New England, Cam Crowder's team, we have Drew Brees, Christian McCaffrey, and Leonard Fournette, some of the best running backs that you can get, Calvin Ridley and Jarvis Landry starting at wide receiver with Travis Kelsey, um, you know, basically starring this team here. Sony Michelle at the flex, pretty good flex play there. Curtis Samuel on the bench, um, definitely a mentionable. Um, and Cam Newton as well on the bench. Devin Singletary too, so uh, that that could have been a good one for you. Uh, Wrath of Saquon's team, Baker Mayfield, 
Saquon Barkley and Aaron Jones, Adam Thielen and Kenny Galladay, um, just providing a solid wide receiver group, and then Vance McDonald, one of my you know breakout tight ends there, uh, Philip Lindsay at the flex, um, and then AJ Green on the bench with Robbie Anderson as well, um, and Jordan Howard. So if he's predicted to be the Eagles' starting running back week one, um, but you know we're all kind of assuming that Miles Sanders takes over. So the next team has Philip Rivers, and that is roll of the dice. Philip Rivers with Marlon Mack and, of course, Darius Geis. Tyreek Hill and Cooper Cup are the wide receivers on this team. And in the flex, D.D. Westbrook. Um, Todd Gurley on the bench week one. No idea what this team is doing, along with Josh Gordon, LaShawn McCoy. Um, you got to get Todd Gurley in there, man. So uh, Darius Geis, or roll of the Geis, excuse me. Um, get in there and uh, fix your lineup, bro. Kittle Corn is the next team. Russell Wilson, David Johnson, David Montgomery, OBJ, and Brandon Cooks. Uh, George Kittle as well. Wow. Plus Robin Allenson in the flex. Um, all-star team. This is an all-star team. Yeah. Miles Sanders is as well, and Daryl Henderson. Um, Lamar Jackson. Darren Waller. This is just a huge boomer bust team, but most likely boom. Uh, congratulations, Kittle Corn. Hot Tub Time Machine, Aaron Rodgers, Derrick Henry, and Damian Williams. Hopefully that LaShawn McCoy signing doesn't affect us too much. I feel you, man. I had a lot of Damian Williams shares. Um, Devonta Adams and Michael Thomas, probably the second best wide receiver group in here. Um, if not first, second, or third, I mean, there's I mean, there's a lot of back-to-back wide receiver duos that are shining in this league. So tight end, Evan Ingram. Um can't argue about that one. And then the flex is Duke Johnson, who's now predicted to be a Houston starter running back throughout the entire season. Melvin Gordon on the bench. You get him back, and, uh, I mean, you don't even have to worry about that Damian Williams pick. But Aaron Rodgers leading this squad, man, a lot of potential here with this team. So congratulations to everybody. Uh, great great draft to overview. Um, definitely a lot of fun for me. I hope it was a lot of fun for you guys as well. That concludes this episode. Follow us on Twitter at FFBCast and email your questions to FFBCast at gmail.com. See you next time for more fantasy greatness.